Welcome to the Equipping You in Grace podcast, hosted by Dave Jenkins. The Equipping You in Grace podcast is a podcast about helping Christians develop a biblical worldview in a conversational tone about issues inside and outside the church. Now, for today's episode, let's join our host, Dave Jenkins. All right, guys, welcome back to the Equipping and Grace podcast. My name is Dave, and I'm the host for the show. And with me today is my new friend and brother in Christ, Reagan Rose. Reagan, welcome to the Equipping and Grace podcast, brother. Hey, Dave, it's really good to be here. I'm honored. Yeah, man, it's, it's really awesome to have you. Can can you uh, tell us a little bit about yourself, You know, your life, marriage, ministry, and what are you working on ministry project-wise? Yeah, absolutely. So I'm a, a Bible teacher. I focus mainly on helping Christians gain a biblical worldview about their work and about personal productivity. And uh, I do that mostly through a ministry called Redeeming Productivity. And Sweet. I'm I'm married. I have been for 11 years to the same woman. And that's Kimberly. That's we have another good thing. <laughs> we have two kids and our third is on the way. Like he is he is eminent. Um she my wife's due in about a week and a half here so uh if uh if she goes into labor during this conversation i'll i'll yeah. finish up and then i'll meet her at the hospital no, i know i might have to go <laughs> no no you you will we'll we'll make another time and you'll go that's yes. way way more important than that and 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 i just say that so that people would know that i would be like no we're we're done you're you're going you know there's no question so. Yes, I don't think I don't think my wife would let me get away with that. <laughs> I wouldn't let you get away with that, brother. So, well, really cool, really cool. Uh, so you have this this new book out, "Redeeming Productivity: Getting More Done for the Glory of God." Tell us why you wrote it, and you know how it's being received or has been received, I should say. Yeah, so I have been interested in the topic of personal productivity since I was probably in, in college, I think is when I got into the topic and just really trying to, how do you make the most of your time? How do you keep a good to-do list? How do you set good goals? And so I've read a lot of books on personal productivity, listened to a lot of podcasts. And one of the things that sort of started to bother me over the years is this gap that I was seeing between what the Bible teaches about work and our motivations and 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 what I would call productivity. and what a lot of these books were teaching where there'd be a lot of practical stuff, but there would also be a lot of uh, philosophical baggage that accompanies that. And so I wrote this book to, as the title suggests, to sort of try to redeem or buy back productivity from the world and try to put it, put it back on a really solid uh, biblical theological foundation, because I do think um, there is, the Bible has a lot to say about this. And then I, in the book, I sort of pair that that theology with some really just practical strategies you can apply to put some of these things into action in your own work or in your own work in life as well nice. um and yeah i just i so far it, it seems like it's been encouraging to believers that's kind of the objective is try to encourage believers to live more intentionally and uh focus practically on on living lives that are dedicated to glorifying God in everything. And I think, I mean, what what place is that more appropriate than in our works, where in our work or our jobs where we spend most of our time? Mm, 
Yeah, it's really it's really an important thing. I think when we were just talking before for a little while, you know, I said, you know, you're one of your endorsers is Matt Perman. I've known Matt for since I think 2012. And so he and I are pretty good friends and those kind of things. And, uh, you know, your work reminds me a lot of Matt's, you know, and that's, that's yeah. a, that's a compliment. I say that. As a no, I, I receive it as such. Matt yeah, was a big it, inspiration. He was, he kind of, uh, blazed the trail with Christian productivity. And then uh, Tim Challies was another one. His, his book do more better was very, um, yeah. instrumental in my own life and kind of starting to see that connection between personal productivity and, Biblical theology. So yeah, I, I received that as a compliment. Yeah. I love Matt's work. Yeah, for sure. He's it, it's important work. And like you're saying, it is, it is an important thing. You know, we don't talk enough about this. And so, you know, you spend what 40 hours. So that's 160 hours of your week doing that. And do you even think about that? Mm, probably not. Um, you know, just show up, drive, then what, you know? Uh, so yeah, it's, it's, it's like, it's just thing. a way to make money. And then like your real Christian life starts at church or in your home. I, I feel like we wouldn't say that, but I think that's how we act a lot of times. Ooh, um, our yeah. faith is lived out maybe in our home and in our church, but not at work. And break I, it I, all, that's break right. it already <laughs> with the, with the fire emoji, man. Like, <laughs> woo, we haven't got it into the, to the, to the good stuff yet. There it's good. On page 18, you write, every philosophy of productivity contains a theology. Uh, can you flesh that out, particularly on the dangers of having a philosophy of productivity that runs counter to a biblical worldview, brother? Yeah. So this this is kind of surprising to me. Like I was saying, when I was reading a lot of these secular productivity books as a young man, I, I was just so shocked how often they would veer into like woo-woo territory. Like, and a lot of these authors would would bring up stuff that was explicitly Buddhist or all of these different philosophical and, and religious notions in books that were ostensibly supposed to be about practical stuff. And the more I thought about it, the more it started to make sense. Like productivity, if you're really thinking about it deeply, it requires you to think not just about how am I efficient with my time, but you have to make value judgments. Like what are the right things to be working on? Um, what is what is meaningful work? How do you define success, right? So many books on productivity, whether explicitly or implicitly, they define success as getting rich or advancing in your career or um, you know having a, a great beach bot or something, right? <laughs> and yeah. no, those things aren't necessarily like bad things, like, but, those are not the Christian's ultimate definition of success, right? Like the the right. good life for a Christian is the God glorifying life. And so mm. I think seeing that so often started to make me realize that you cannot separate these two. You can't say, oh, this is just a book that's on practical stuff. Yeah. If it is, it will end up being shallow. If there's any depth to it, if there's something that's really causing you to rethink the way you work, you're going to get a philosophy baked into it. And that's why Christians, I think, when we approach approach productivity, have to be careful. And we have to say, okay, what is the worldview at play here? And how does that square with a Christian worldview? Because the danger can be you slip into idolizing your career, idolizing money, you know, these different aspects of, of how the world might define success. But the point of Christian productivity is so radically different from that. We're we're trying to be faithful stewards of our lives for God's glory, and these these other things. Though that's not success. Success is is being faithful. Really good. 
But I was even impressed how you, at the beginning, when I asked you the question, tell us a little bit about yourself, you said that you're a Bible teacher. And that kind of threw me off. You're a Bible <laughs> teacher who talks about productivity. I'm like, wait a minute, what? What does it mean? <laughs> but uh, no, that's that's really, really good. But I, I think that, that's, that's intentional, by the way, that I, that I frame it that way, because that yeah. that's what I try. I try to be is start with the foundation, which is keep it all rooted in God's word. And then the practical will be born out of that. And that's that's how theology works in all of life. Right. Um our behavior and all of those things, they come out of our beliefs and that should be true of our productivity too. Yeah. It's really good, brother. What is the power acronym and how can it help us to have a, a better morning routine? I think this is something that's, you know, really good. You know, like one thing I, I think that is good is uh, I was talking to my wife about this is, you know, uh, not wearing sweats and a, and a, sh and a t-shirt and, you know, getting, if you work at home, getting suited up like you're headed to work um so yeah it's so true yeah i there's a lot of power to a morning routine that that acronym you can't write a book on productivity without having acronyms i think it's a law of the universe but the the power acronym is is basically five elements that i think make up a good morning routine for a christian and a lot of times people ask me like what's the one thing i can do to try to be more productive as a Christian. I always tell people start with your mornings because that's been really the kind of the game changer for me. Um, when I first got married 11 years ago, my wife and I uh, made the commitment to always go to bed at the same time. And I don't, I don't know where this idea came from. Maybe we heard in a marriage seminar or something, but it's been really good for our marriage. But one of the unexpected side effects was that turns out my wife needs like nine, 10 hours of sleep a night and I don't. And so we'd go to bed and I'd be waking up at five in the morning, sometimes four 30 in the morning. And I didn't know what to do. And it was through this that I, at first I was like going on social media or I was like watching TV, just trying to like waste time. And then it hit me one day, hold on. I have all this undistracted time. What would be the optimal way to use it? And so over the past 10 years or so, I've just been tweaking things, trying different, you know, morning routines, different elements. And power is sort of the acronym I've come up with that that gives you five elements that really help you be more effective. And so P is for prayer. So starting your day with prayer, very wise. Uh, o is for organized, sort of making a plan for your day, deciding in advance, what are the three things I'm going to work on? What's the number one priority? When am I going to do these things um, before you actually start your work? W is word, as in God's word. So spending some time reading the word, whether it's a Bible reading plan or devotional or what have you. E is for exercise. Um, and I don't mean you have to do some kind of huge full workout. I know some people are, are uh, big exercise buffs and they say, but I work out in the evening. Uh, I just mean, do a little bit of something to get your your body moving and the blood flowing. It wakes you up and it sort of orients your body towards the day. And then the R in power is reading and writing. writing. So like spending a little bit of time um, reading that this is for me, I'll, I'll read maybe five, six pages of a book I'm working on um, reading through and writing. Sometimes I'll spend some time journaling too. But what's cool about all five of these together is it hits the spiritual, it hits the mental, and it hits the physical aspects of our lives. So you're orienting your heart towards God with prayer and the word, you're orienting your head towards the day with doing some reading and writing and then organizing for the day ahead. And then you're orienting your your body for action with the exercise. So you're kind of hitting the whole person um, if you hit all five of these elements. Mm, yeah, 
It's really good. Really, really good. One thing I'm not good at is exercise. Oh, but same I, here. <laughs> it's, 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 there's so many people. Dave, you, you're doing good on all these things. In fact, even, even in the last couple of years, you know, resting was a big mm-hmm. one that I had to really work on. But now the exercise and, you know, even just taking a few minutes and stretching, even if you're just doing a few arm stretches and those kind of things can, or standing up at your desk, having a standing mm-hmm. desk. You know, yeah, it doesn't it doesn't take much. You know, I think a lot of times we have like an all or nothing approach to exercise where we're like, well, if I'm not exercising five times a week and like doing, you know, CrossFit or something, then it's not exercise. It's like, well, if your objective is simply to get yourself moving in the morning, that's a great place to start. Just just do, a little, you know, walk around the room, go for a walk, uh, do some jumping jacks or something. It doesn't have to be a lot, but there's a lot of power outside of uh, what you might think of as physical fitness. There's a lot of power just in starting your day with a little bit of movement. Yeah. And of course, God's word and all those things as you talk Absolutely. about. Absolutely. Like yeah. Well, how important is it to connect our theology and our work? Yeah, I, I think it's critical. I mean, we kind of touched on it. Like your work is like a third of your life at least, right? So if, if there's like 24 hours in a day and you work for eight hours, that's a third of your of your days, at least your, your weekdays. And I think it is an overlooked thing where we have this this theology that makes sense in the pew. It makes sense we focus on our families and our household, but the it is it's it's kind of a stretch sometimes in our minds to connect what the Bible teaches to like the mundane stuff at work. Like I think a lot of us think, okay, well, I can honor God at work by I'll evangelize my coworkers, and that's important. But that's kind of like it for a lot of Christians. They're like, okay, and the rest of it, I'm just doing because I have to get paid and I have to eat. But when you connect your theology to your work, it's it's recognizing the big picture that God has given us as Christians in this world. We're we're stewards, not just of Sunday mornings or the evenings with our families. We're stewards of our entire life. And, you know, we used to use the word vocation a lot more to refer to our work Um you know, and that, that's just a word that means calling and that that just imbues it with a bit more meaning is mm. God has providentially put you in whatever job you have. Maybe you're working in an office. Maybe you have your own business. Maybe you are a homemaker. Maybe you're retired. And the main thing you do is, is not work per se, but vocation is the main thing God's called you to. And if mm. you're not connecting your theology to that, uh, you're missing out on a huge chunk of life. So I, I think it's absolutely critical. And that's why the subject of productivity is so intriguing to me, because it's like, how, what are the what are the theological principles I should be applying to my work so that I can not just get it done, but get it done well, and not just get it done well, but get it done with an attitude towards bringing God glory with all of it. Yeah, that's really good. Yeah, we don't, we don't, I mean... We have a lot of issues. We were talking about that before <laughs> in the church today. But, yes. but 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 we can also say, you know, God loves the church and he bled and died for the church. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, but also, you know, we, we do have to think through these things. And it's not just enough just to coast, like you were saying earlier. You know, you do have to think through these things. And the more that you do, the more um, we'll talk about or getting organized here like in a minute. But you know, doing these kinds of things that you're going to do that we're going to talk about every day, even just starting in the, like you were saying earlier, small little bits, it's going to help you, you know, because all of us are busy. 
you know, if you have, mm-hmm. if you have kids, if you're, you know, a lot of our listeners are pastors. So if you're, you're doing sermon prep, you're counseling, you're, you're, you're doing all those things and um, where, or you're a biblical counselor and you're doing all these things. And on top of that, and are, are you, are you getting organized? Are you, do you know how to think through how to prepare your day? So, you know, cause a lot, all of us, especially in ministry, the tendency is, well, I'm just so busy all the time. And then I have to ask them, my, some of my friends, I'm like, well, are you, are you like, you have some sort of schedule? Do you have some sort of like, like for some people like myself, it doesn't really, I have my day blocked like 7am to 12. I'm yeah. working on like some basic things like social media and video editing and some of the things. And then the afternoon, I'm a little bit more awake. So for me, I'll write books and articles and and probably records content then because i'm a little bit more awake but you know for for somebody else maybe they're a morning person so they would reverse that they would spend right. their time you know doing those things and but do you even the question is do you even think about that um and uh it, it'll it'll help you to i think what it, for me it became a necessity because i burned out three times yeah and i had to just be really intentional about that for myself Cause mm-hmm. I didn't want to burn out again. And so, but, but also, you know, we don't talk about even being intentional about productivity. We have to come back and also talk about being uh grace centered and not being, you know, so focused on a schedule that you forget that. And so, yeah, I think that's one of the ironies about productivity. When I, when I talk to people, a lot of times it's met with this sort of assumption. People are like, you're saying I need to do even more than I'm doing. And it's like, no, that's, that's not what we're saying. It's, it's about being more intentional. And a lot of times, uh, like what you're describing, this is a lot of people, especially people in ministry. Um, you're just so busy. You, what you've done is you've packed every minute. And so the idea of someone coming in and say, Hey, how can you be more efficient? And you're like, do you mean more, add more things? No. The first step is to take inventory. What all are you committed to? Write them down. When are these things happening? Should you be doing them? And for a lot of people, um, productivity looks like doing less things and doing a fewer number of things with more excellence, where you're pouring yourself more into it, you're being more intentional about it. And so it's it's kind of this um, catch-22 that the people that probably need to think about productivity the most feel like they're too busy to like hit pause for a second and take inventory of their life and be like, wait, how do I get this stuff organized So I'm actually being thoughtful about where I'm stewarding God's time and being the most useful I can be. And Mm. the the result of that is usually, in my experience, is people end up being less busy because it's not so frantic. There's a lot more focus to it and boundaries are put in place. Mm. Yeah, it's really, really good. Really really good, brother. Yeah, that's where I was. Is I, I just was kind of like, oh, throw my day together. You know, I had some sort of like idea where I would do it. And then when I started putting some boundaries, you know, and, and even even for me, I had to realize like having certain having certain times when I block out a certain thing is OK. But having it down to like the hour uh, mm-hmm. for me, I just I feel like Boom, I can't breathe. I'm gonna, I, I, yeah. oh, I'm not going to get it done. And I'm like, you know, so. Yeah, yeah, I like the a, big chunks of time, right? Where you're just yeah. like, this is my three-hour block to write. That's what I'm going to do during that time. And whatever I write, I write. Yeah. yeah. So what are what are some, we're talking about, you know, we were just talking about a little bit about getting organized. What, what are some helpful tips for people to get organized? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Um, I mentioned earlier that book that Tim Challey's book, Do More Better. I think that's a really good book for um, people who are like, I need to build some systems into my life. He talks in that book about building a task management system. Like, where do you keep your to-dos, your projects, having a single place for that? I talk about that some of my book as well. But um, he, he talks about having a place where you store information, basically having a place for everything and everything can go in its place. So that's that's a big part of of it is building the systems out that you need. I think everybody does need that. A task management system and information management system. Though those are gonna keep you a lot more organized. And it can be as simple as being more intentional about using the reminders app on your phone and just say every every time someone tells me something I need to be doing or there's a project, I'm gonna keep them all here in one place. So that's that's like the system side of it. I do think though there's sort of, I don't know, this is like a higher philosophical level of it, sort of the meta view of being organized as a Christian. I've been thinking about this a lot lately, is I call it the the three C's of, of being intentionally productive. And the first one is consecration. And what I mean by that is just committing your work to the Lord, right? Commit your plans to the Lord. Um, when you When you approach a new opportunity or request from someone to do something or a project that you're going to do, your first step should not be just to start working. It should be to pause and pray, ask the Lord for wisdom, um, say, Lord, I want to use this uh, to glorify you and, and really wrap it in prayer so that you're thinking about this as a vehicle for glorifying God. This isn't something that needs to get done, just needs to get done. It's something that is now been given to you as a stewardship for you to do as an act of worship to God. So changing your mindset about each new kind of unit of work that comes your way. So that's consecration. And then the second one is completion, which is just a principle of you can only work on one thing at a time. There's been a lot of studies on multitasking. It basically, it doesn't really exist. You can just switch between two things rapidly and um, it kind of actually burns you out more. But but productivity, uh, it's not about doing lots of things. It's about getting things done. And that's not a nuanced distinction. It's about completion, getting things done. When When you have a day where you do a bunch of different things, you don't end that day saying, oh, that was a productive day. The days you end where you feel like, wow, that was productive, it's because you finished lots of things. And so there's a lot of wisdom in focusing on, I'm going to do one project at a time or one task at a time, and I'm going to do it till it's done. I'm going to put a little bow on it, and I'm going to move to the next thing, right? So consecration, then completion, and then finally is celebration. And this is just at the end of finishing something, being very intentional to pause and give thanks to the Lord for it. And sort of look it over and 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 be thankful that the Lord enabled you to accomplish this thing, and that gives you uh, um, again it's it's this greater focus on I'm doing this as unto the Lord. I'm not doing this for myself. I'm not doing this as eye service to men. I'm doing this as unto the Lord. And so you're kind of starting and finishing with a focus on the Lord. And if you apply that, that three-part framework, consecration, completion, celebration, if you apply that to each thing we're doing throughout the day, you you are going to be a lot more focused, a lot more things are going to get done. And most importantly, God's going to get more glory. That's really good, brother. Like really good. That's really, really good. Brilliant. 
what are what are the layers of Christian productivity? Yeah, so uh, I think about this. I I don't know if a pyramid is the right imagery, but <laughs> if if the chief end of man is to glorify God and enjoy Him forever, there's kind of this nice effect where that is your kind of number one priority is already set for you which is nice, right? <laughs> I know yes. that the purpose of whatever I'm doing is to bring God glory. And so the way I conceive of it is that's sort of like the top of the pyramid. That's the top layer. That's what everything's building towards. And a layer below that, or I should say this, I should attach a time um, spectrum to each of these. God's glory is sort of the eternal goal, right? The now and forever. I mean, that's what we're going to be doing in heaven. That's you're going to be productive forever in eternity because we're worshiping God. Um, so that's eternity. Well, then in your lifetime, you have what I would call this next layer down. I call it domains of stewardship. These are basically the areas of your life. And this constitutes your lifetime on earth. So these would be things like your work, your family, your um, ministry at church, right? Just the different broad categories that God's given to you. And I, I call them domains of stewardship because these are things God has given you responsibility or dominion over to steward for him. And so you're responsible for these major areas of life. And, and so I, I, you're kind of breaking life down one layer at a time. So God's glory, then domains of stewardship. And then, okay, what do we do to make sure we're stewarding those domains? Well, well, that's where our goals come in. And that's the third level down is we think in terms of months and years, what are the the things that I can, that I can plan for that I can commit to the Lord to try to steward each of these areas well. So what, what is a thing I can focus on a goal for this year with my relationship with my wife? What's a goal for this year for my business? What's a goal this year, right? You, you can go through each of them and sort of map out and have actual objectives instead of just being ruled by, you know, the tyranny, the urgent or what you, whatever you feel like doing today, you've actually set some goals in place to try to honor God in each of these domains. And then under goals, you have projects that sort of weeks and months. These are the little things you would do to try and reach that goal. Like if, if my goal was um, something about having a, a better relationship with my wife this year, it might be taking her on a date every month or, um, you know, setting up reminders to get her flowers every week, something like that, right? Little projects. And then it goes all the way down to the day-to-day. -day. And this is your tasks and your habits. These are the individual actions, uh, whether one time or repeating, that help you to make progress on those projects, which then help you to reach those goals, which ensure that you're faithfully stewarding those domains, which ensure that you are living a God-glorifying life in every aspect of your life. That's mm. sort of the layers as I conceive it. Mm. It's really good. Really good. Well, you're a productivity guy. So, I mean, <laughs> and this is a podcast and we have over 300 plus writers. So, you know, this question makes sense to me. Uh, what advice do you have for <laughs> Christian podcasts and writers and maybe even authors on productivity and improving their craft? Yeah, I, I think the the big thing that I found effective, and I've seen a lot of other people say the same thing, is just consistency across the board. Like, I don't know, I don't know about you, but when I if I write a little bit every day, I my writing is better. And, and I just, it's like, you're just flexing the muscle and it just keeps going. Um, and I think that that consistency stretches beyond that too. If if you're a writer, 
there, there's nothing better than the gift of a deadline, even though we all hate deadlines. But uh, whether that's a book or an article or even just a deadline you set for yourself, if you're running a newsletter or a blog or something uh, or a podcast, you're saying, okay, on Tuesdays, the episode comes out. And you're, you just are consistently hitting that every single week or whatever, according to um, the schedule that's been set for yourself. If you can be consistent in those things, the other stuff just sort of follows along. In my experience, you you do improve. You get like a little bit like 1% better with each podcast episode. You learn how to ask better questions. You learn how to um, edit your writing a little bit better. You're just constantly um, being better just through consistency. So uh, I do think an element of that is being somewhat organized. That's That's helped for me having sort of templates to the phases of my own writing. Like, okay outline, first draft, second draft, editing, right? And I just, everything I do just follows the same pattern. It takes a lot of the thought process out of it. So I can just focus on when I sit down to write, uh, I just do the next thing on my list. So those are a few things that have that worked for me and helped me to be consistent with uh, with some of the creation stuff. I'm curious what you do. What are what are things you would say about that? I I'm just like, I just want to jump up and down right now because like, <laughs> like that is when I, when I talk to people and, you know, help other people with their podcasts, especially it's like consistency is like the big thing. It's like, you know, when you show up to church on, on Sunday, you're, you're showing up obviously on Sunday because you know that the pat that, that, that the service is going to be at that time. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's, that's the same thing. Like you're doing a ministry, you're providing a service. So why wouldn't you want the people to know when that's coming out and then they can count on that. And then, you know, they're going to tell their friends about that. So just showing up is half the thing yeah. and Amen. being consistent in it. Um, you know, and the same thing is true. And I know Chow- Tim Challey talks about this on, on writing the side of things, just showing up and commit committing to a plan, you know, starting small, working at your way out you know, getting some confidence, you know, staying faithful to the Bible and all those things and to Orthodox theology, of course. But, you know, that is, that is really just half the battle. You want to, some people wonder, well, my blog or my podcast never grow. It's like, it's because nobody knows when it's coming out, you know? Yeah. And yeah. so like committing to having it come out and then letting people know that, you know, it's going to come out now. Nobody expects you to do like me and never take a break, but there's another (laughs) side to that in that I have this phrase. I think you'll like this. It came up a couple of years ago. I work ahead to stay ahead. Yeah. What that that. means is what it means is, is that I'm always, uh, sometimes it's, sometimes I'm, I am like on a, on, you know, like I don't have any new content, so I have to record it. You know, but I try to stay ahead at least a week or two because mm-hmm. it lowers the stress and the yeah. stress and the especially with writing and editing and other things, it 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 can hinder you. It hinders you and it stops you from being, you know, um, you know, effective, whether you're and this is true, whether you're doing sermon prep or you're writing an article or you know, the, the, mo- the more that those are already hard things to do for a lot of people. And so, um, you know, the less, the, the more you can take out the stress out of it and just focus on the tasks that the content of it, it is better. 
and I, and so yeah that's that's what i try to do i just try to work ahead to stay ahead and that yeah. seems to work ahead that seems to work well for me now for other people that's gonna that's gonna look totally different you know you might have some meetings or you know so so pray uh uh prepare ahead for that meeting mm-hmm. you know uh you have that task to so prepare for that task and get that task done like you said one thing at a time and then work on the next thing ahead of time you know so don't yeah. just oh don't just work to the deadline is the point work past the deadline go past the deadline and you'll 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 be able to do i think a lot better work um, yeah i that's been my experience as well too my, my stuff's so much better i'm more creative when i'm not like under the gun but it's yeah it's it's a funny relationship with deadlines like the deadline helps because it makes sure that you're consistent but you have to like you got to build in that buffer or it does become sort of a tyrant instead of like a helpful guide. Yeah. <laughs> I was telling you we have our babies do in like, you know, about a week or so. And I was just working on that today because I, I do a weekly podcast too. And I got got some in ready because and I don't know when they're gonna go out, but whenever the whatever week the baby's born, I'm not doing a podcast that week. I'm gonna put that one out. Um and those rhythms become a little bit more natural after you've been doing it for a while. But I, I just, I think there's something to just committing to a schedule too. And and it doesn't have to be the same for everybody too. Like if you're just doing this as a side thing, you don't have to write every week or every day or, or whatever. Like you could say, I'm going to do something every other week. It's the, but the consistency, there's something I think mentally that happens, um, you know, cause we're made in the image of a faithful God who is himself consistent. He keeps his word. There's something that really cool that happens when you, you say, this is what I'm going to do. And then you just do it. And you find yourself doing it week after week, year after year. Um, it's it's really encouraging, and I think and I think God honoring too to to not be willy nilly about it. Say, am I going to do this thing or am I not going to do it? And if you're going to do it, then okay, go all in on a schedule and hold yourself to it, and you'll see what the Lord does with it, and see how you serve people. Yeah, and and I think just kind of leading into the next kind of question, um, you know, you can just pick it up wherever, but you know just progressing in, in, in that, you know, and tracking, Hey, how am I doing this? Is it something that, you know, people are finding helpful or do you have a clear focus and a goal to what you're doing? You know, like you focus on productivity, but you focus on it from a biblical worldview. And Mm -hmm. um, we want to help people, you know, get into the Bible more and those kind of things um, and equip them to do that uh, across the whole sphere of, of life and ministry. But you know, do you have like a clear goal in mind and are you able to, are people tracking with that? Are you clear in that? And I think, you know, those are, those are some good things uh, to, to kind of assess. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, what, what, that, what's that saying? If you don't have a goal, you'll hit it every time, something like that. Like it's, it's wise to set out clearly, what is it I'm trying to do? what what is the target i'm trying to hit and then bake into your schedule checking up am i hitting that am i making progress are things growing if not why um am i being consistent if not why um it's those are not always easy meetings to have with yourself but i I do think that that there's wisdom in it and i think it's i think it's part of taking responsibility you know and saying if if i'm going to do something this is one of the big, one of my, my big words is responsibility, right? I I just think if you're going to do something, take the extra 10% effort to do it well, 
And that means sort of building a system for yourself, making sure you're you're being reflective about what you're doing, that it is accomplishing what you want, that the progress is happening. And that does require measuring stuff. And the measuring part's not very fun. I don't enjoy that. I'm not a stats person <laughs> on my own personal productivity or about writing or whatever the thing is I'm working on. I don't like numbers either. But uh, it does tell you something. And that information is useful for helping you make the tweaks to make sure ultimately you're serving people better and that, that whatever it is you're doing is, is, um, is being effective. Yeah. That, that kind of brings me to another big point about you know, just productivity and content. It makes sure that like you're saying that content is serving people because mm -hmm. people can tell if you're just doing it for yourself, Yeah, you know, you're just putting it out because you're, now, now there's a difference. I would, I would differentiate that versus being self-focused versus like you're learning something. And so you wanted to share it with other people. And so mm -hmm. I would say even that is different because you're trying to sh share what you're learning, which I think is really good and don't ever want to discourage that. But even there, you have to make it be careful that it's not about you and that it's, you know, about ministering to other people because people can pick up on that, you know? Oh yeah. And so. it's like, this is like a side benefit of it, but you're going to get discouraged if you're, you're, you have a self-focus, like if speaking of content stuff, if you're trying yeah. to, if you're trying to um, say you're building up a, a blog following or something, you, if you're just doing it, cause like, I want to reach X number of things so that I can, whatever, do this more often, whatever it is your, your goal is, if it's about you. Those, those times where you check the numbers are going to discourage you because it takes forever. I think the only thing that can really like sustain people doing something consistently for a long enough time is that attitude that should be there anyway, which is mm. I'm just doing this to serve people. If five people read this and they're encouraged by it, if, if I'm pointing them towards Christ, if I'm, I'm helping them refine their doctrine to be more in line with scripture, that's a win. And that's, that's what I'm trying to do. Um, there was a, uh, I remember years ago, what was his name? It was a guy out of Dallas Seminary, forever, an old school guy, Howard Hendricks. He's written some books and stuff. I remember listening to a um, yeah, a recording of him talking to some people who, were, and he was saying, "Well, what do you do if you have a, a Bible study, and you know only two people show up, and you thought it was going to be what should you be discouraged?" And he said, "Nope, you praise God that now you can focus your attention on just those two people where you would have had your attention split with all these other people," and I just. That was such a mindset shift for me because at the time I was doing campus ministry. And I think I've carried that through into all the different types of ministry I do is one of the focus on individuals. Mm. And two, it's just that, that attitude of just thankfulness that you have the opportunity to serve people and whoever shows up, you, you get to serve them. It may be even in a more focused way. And that that enables you to go the distance and and more importantly, to be doing it with an attitude that really does glorify God and actually does serve people. It's a win-win. Yeah. yeah. I never I never forget about when I was when we were living in Idaho, I was leading a men's Bible study that I started. And quickly I realized these people don't care about so and so mm -hmm. they don't care if you know you know, about uh, John MacArthur or so-and-so name, but they do sure do care about you. And they yeah. sure do care about, you know, what, what you have to say. And, uh, you know, so the point was they don't care if your articles or podcasts are read thousands of times. And that's a, that's a humbling thing, but they realize that you're in front of them and you're like, you're saying, 
and you're ministering to them. And that was, that was a big thing for me. Um, Cause I think I had let the, the, at that time, this was like over a decade ago, I had let the numbers and, and you know, get to me. And uh, in, in some ways that was egotistical, obviously, which is also kind of why I'm like, eh, the numbers matter. They matter, you know, cause they represent people, but they don't, they don't matter to me. I don't, yeah, I don't get, you know, like you're saying, like they're helpful to know, to, to be mindful of, but they're, they should be something that we give thanks for. And yeah. we're thankful that people are being helped. And that ex- expresses, I think, kind of what you were talking about. You talk about in your book about the motives and bad motives. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, that, those are some things that, you know, I'm sure you have lots of thoughts on, but. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's not just the work. It's why you do it. I think that's something that's so easy for us to forget. Like it's not, it's not just about how you are productive, whatever, whatever that looks like in your life. It's about why you're doing it that honors Christ. And, and if you're really doing it as unto the Lord, like was it Colossians, um, is it three, 23 and 24 it talks about doing yeah. your work as unto the Lord. That, that is, that is so fascinating because you could have two people doing the same job and one of them doing it in a way that honors God and the other one not. And from the outside, we can't tell. They both look like they're doing it well, but one of them has done their job in a way that actually honors God, that is uh, of eternal importance and has really fulfilled their mission in this world, which is to glorify Christ. So um, it, if you don't have the heart right, nothing else is going to going to work. And and I feel like that, you know, we see that all over through the scriptures. I mean, the, the Pharisees, right? Like they're, you know, they're, they're doing a lot of these outward things, but the heart's in the wrong place. And I think so often we can do that when it comes to work and productivity or even content creation, um, where you, everything looks fine, but your heart's wrong and therefore you have failed, you know, that's, that's, that's a failure. But as you mentioned earlier, the wonderful thing about being in Christ is that we do have grace, uh, for those failures and, um, we can, we can turn back to him and, uh, receive the forgiveness that was, fought for us on the cross and we can keep going in his power. Yeah. It just goes circling back to what you said about, you know, thankfulness earlier in the mm-hmm. the three C's. I think that is really, really critical. And I hope people will practice that because I, you know, in first Thessalonians five we're commanded because of Christ and what you just said to give, to be thankful. And I think if you're just wake up with an attitude of, you know, how can I be you Lord? how can I be useful to you? Mm -hmm. You know, and I'm here to be used by you. Help me, you know, to be useful to other people. Um, What you're going to find is uh, you're going to be useful to a lot of people. Yeah. And then, and then, you know, after you're useful to people, like you said, be thankful for that. Be thankful for the opportunities that, that he gives you, that he sent your way, you know, and especially if you're in ministry, don't be so schedule bound. I would say, Mm-hmm. Um, you know, to that you can't ever minister to people. I, I think, um, you know, you do have to have it. Don't hear me say to you guys that and a schedule is unimportant, but it, you're in ministry to minister to people. Yeah. And so um, be be really mindful of that as well as you make a schedule and as you as you are disciplined with your time for the sake of your godliness and for the sake of the help of other people. And that's uh that's where you need uh I think we could maybe 
just go here real quick is mm -hmm. just you know uh where you have friends and you you're if you're a pastor you have elders and so you have uh in the abundance of wisdom as proverbs says there's wisdom and so any thoughts on that yeah absolutely it, it you're you're in trouble if you don't if you're not surrounded by counselors um and i think that that's a that's an easy thing to miss especially for people who are in ministry um that it's very easy to get isolated. And even if you get into this productivity stuff, you start to feel like you can just dial all the knobs in right and everything's going to run smoothly. But um, yeah, as a, a friend said to me um, just today, actually, you can't read the label from inside the box. And so mm. very often you can't tell where your blind spots are, what's going on in your own life, what you're missing. Uh, because you're inside of it and it's when you're surrounded with counselors who can look and be like hey uh i think you're missing something here and you can take that under advisement and and make those corrections um you know the the lord didn't uh put us here to be lone wolf christians he gave us the church he gave us the body of believers and we function best together right um the the most uh the most productive you will be in this life is when you're plugged in with other believers because the mission is not a, a solo one. It's mm, really good, brother. Well, where can people go and find you on social media? Uh, tell us about your podcast and and all those things. Sure. Yeah, you can you can find everything at redeemingproductivity.com. I do a, a weekly podcast, which is on all the podcast platforms and on YouTube as well. Um, I'm on most of the social media channels, Twitter, Instagram, all those as Reagan T. Rose. But uh, if you if you go to the website, redeemingproductivity.com, that's the best place to connect. I have a, a weekly newsletter I send out there, which has articles, podcasts, and a bunch of just interesting uh, links that week that are, I think will be helpful to people who are trying to be more productive as Christians. Well, I'm going to subscribe. So that means that I'm going to encourage all of you to subscribe because <laughs> I guarantee there's something there that all of you need to listen to and to consider in your newsletter. So I'm going to do both those things later, but I'm already following you now as of this morning on social media. So looking forward to, to what you post, brother. Well, uh, just as we wrap up, you know, there's a lot of things that we could talk about and yeah, you know, we haven't even scratched the surface. So just as we land the plane here, uh, do you have any takeaways for those who listen and watch? I'd say that the big thing is viewing your life as a stewardship. And I know it's like it's like a common thing to say, but I think that is the that is the mental shift. If we make that shift in our thinking, it's not my life. I have been bought with a price. Therefore, I will glorify God in my body. That shift will change the way you approach everything, not just productivity, but it will change that for sure because you'll realize it's not your time to waste. It's not your life to waste. You, it, it's not about you. It's about him. And the wonderful thing about that is that in God's grace, when we give our all to serve him, um, we end up being the winners because uh, it's a life worth living. It's a life filled with purpose and meaning. And uh, we will be eternally glad that uh, we dedicate ourselves to being faithful stewards to him and his power. Wonderful, brother. Well said. Well, guys, we've been talking today with my new friend, uh, Reagan Rose, about his book, Redeeming Productivity, Getting More Done for the Glory of God. I encourage you to go and pick up this book. It will help you 
uh, wherever you're at in your life and also check out his podcast and follow him on social media. So Reagan, thank you so much for your time, brother. Thanks for having me, Dave. It's been great. Yeah. Thank you for listening to the Equipping You and Grace podcast. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe, rate us on the app, and share this with your friends and family on social media. If you want to find us on social media, you can find us on Twitter at Servants of Grace, on Instagram at Servants of Grace, or by searching at Servants of Grace on Facebook. You can also find this episode and many others like it on the front page of our website, servantsofgrace.org.